Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. What up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of I Hate the Homies. Yes, we love it, though. Rock TZ is who I beezy. It's your boy Griff, and I hate the homies, episode 61. You're going to love this. Oh, Nate Newton. Oh, that's all you got to say. That's all I'm saying. I used to to call him Big Juicy, but he lost so much weight, man. So now he's just great, Nate. Shout out to the homie right there. Yeah, I'm going to never call a man Big Juicy ever, dog. So good luck. (laughs) How'd that work out for you, by the way? Hey, dog. We <laughs> accepted that. We accepted you calling him Big Juicy Man. Yeah, man. But see, back then when you had nicknames like that, it was cool. Nowadays, you can't you right. can't get nobody a nickname because everybody's so sensitive. So sensitive. What up? And this your boy Soup. Super Dave. This your boy Super Dave. Thanks, Griff, for that 61. Nate Newton, a legend. He won championship with the Cowboys. How long has it been since the Cowboys won a championship? Huh? I'm one of the great, one right of the now. greatest offensive linemen of all time. Period. Straight up, straight it up. Is what it is. He's not a Hall of Famer yet, but he did go to FAMU, and he's in the uh, he's inducted in the Black College Hall of Fame. So it's any minute for him. Yeah, right, he'll this, be. This your boy Super Day, but guess what, y'all? We don't care. We, sure we don't. don't care. <laughs> but we do care about man. Everything that's about to get ready to happen with uh, Carly Russell. Uh, we're gonna give you our thoughts and our opinions on uh, all the fakeness that's going on with that. <laughs> And uh, I don't even know. We're going to start off with that. We got to get into that. All the yeah. fakeness, though. Yeah, man. Come on. Like, everybody kind of had that feeling, though, for real. But it yeah. is what it is. Uh, then we're going to get into this NIL situation, Coach Lane Kiffin and all this. Y'all, you know I got something to talk about this NIL. So Of course. I've been calling it from day one. Steph Curry drops his top five start all-time greatest starters, and he's not on this list. So that's respect right there. That's saying something. He keeping it real. Women going viral for quitting her job and her husband got bothered about it. Well, it wasn't just he was bothered. She cussed him out. And I mean, come on, man. Well, we'll get into it. You know what I'm saying? You know, because, you know, the ladies going to always have an opinion on should they work or should they not? Should the man feel like that the women should be in the house and should be a housewife? All this kind of stuff. So this conversation can get to a, can go to a whole nother level. And then. Griff, you had an amazing interview with a Negro League new movie that's out, which is really passionate to me. Uh, Byron Motley, who's the executive producer of this movie. What's the name of the movie again? It's called The League. It's the simply League. The League. I actually was on Prime, uh, Amazon Prime the other day, and I saw you could rent it there and a whole bunch of platforms. But, yeah, everything I thought I knew about the Negro Leagues, and I'm grown, it was nothing after watching this. Man, I can't wait till we get into this, man. So that's what today's episode is going to be all about. Let's get into it. Ray Duggar, let's go! You done messed up, A.A.R.O.N.? Yeah, huh? I been geeking for this broadcast. Got me in my bag, because all they do is talk a lot of trash. Wait until I see them face-to-face off of this podcast. What you got to say now? Check the facts. Don't have a wrong stat. Rock to he a genius as a sport. Make Ricky smile, boy. Super Davey Harley come up short on like it's Cowboys. Always controversial. Griff call up no rehearsal got me talking all in circles. I hate the homies. Ah, 
And Griff be laughing like it's funny. But they never bet no money. They my mans, but they throw me. Ah, I hate the homies. This episode of I Hate the Homies is brought to you by McDonald's. You know how you can smell when your food's about to be good, good? That's me every time I pull out the Mickey D's drive-thru with a McCrispy sandwich. I mean, we're talking about two buttered buns stacked with pickles and crispy, juicy, tender chicken. Come on, man. And when that crispy chicken and the crispy pickle come together between two buttered buns, yeah, all is good. And the funny thing is that I don't think I've ever made it home from the drive-thru without taking a bite of that freshly prepared McCrispy sandwich because once I smell it, I got to have it right there in the car. I guess the word is out on that. So go get yours today. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. All right, let's get into this Carly Russell situation, man. So, so Griff, go ahead and uh, just in case you've been up under a rock, uh, bring everybody up to speed of what, what recently happened. A woman around the 17th of July said... A black woman. She, yeah, a black woman uh, pulled her car over on the side of the road of the highway, said it was a baby walking around, a toddler, and she wanted to make sure the baby was safe. While she then went on to say when she went to go look for a baby, a man with orange hair came out the bushes and said, I'm also looking for the baby. Then he grabbed her, pushed her over a fence, put her in an 18-wheeler overnight, fed her Cheez-Its. The next morning, him and his girl uh, painted her nails, and then she ran away and made it home safely. Now, all the footage show. Well, also, when the police got to her car, there was a wig. Um, a wig was left. Her phone was left. And on her phone, after the police went through it, they saw that she had been uh, Googling how to buy an Amber Alert. She also uh, looked at, was was looking at uh, uh, scenes from the movie Taken and uh, just a whole bunch of information that made this look very Jesse Smollett-ish. That's so all she, I'm going to say. So basically well, she, she it forgot came to- out. She she came out a couple days ago that she admitted that it was a hoax. It's always a hoax. You don't never hear hoax at no other time. And there's, there's somebody lying. She basically lied about everything. They got footage of her. You know, when she went to her mama's house, she was just walking down the street, dooly, dooly, dooly. And then when she got to her mama's house, she started, <laughs> but like right in front of the house. So the question is this, the question we asked on Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell was, does this make it hard now for all the missing black people in America because this one lady uh, yelled woof or can we call a spade a spade? I personally think that the police is about to put the, the hammer down because first of all, you wasted 54 hours of man time, manpower, where they could have been uh, looking and helping something 
the police is mad because you had us, everybody was worried and just, you know, I mean, and then, it, and, and of course, mental health is real. We'll say that, but so is lying. Come How on, about man. that? You can stop right there. And and I'm, I'm, I just want to say that part right there. Like, I get it. Everybody want to put everything on mental health. Is mental health important? Absolutely. Are there, are there resources out there to get people help? Absolutely. But listen, I don't know if I can believe that blaming everything on mental health when somebody makes a poor choice or a poor decision in their life. Like you can't just automatically go to mental health. Yeah. I mean, it's kind because of because you thought of it. You called yeah. the police. You left a wig. Mental health is um, me and Dave and Rock T was doing a podcast, and then Griff left, ran in the middle of the street naked on the highway. Which he's like, done that's that mental health. Like, what's wrong? Why would he do that out the blue? That ain't even him. It Shut be, up, Dave. It could be a fetish of yours, uh, Griff. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pick what highway, first of all. <laughs> Was it a highway or an expressway is the question. <laughs> you know what? I, I really, I don't feel sorry for the girl. I don't, I really don't. For Carly, I, I just don't. Because I don't want to blame it on mental health, mental issues, because we've heard this same thing with who? Who in basketball we just heard a few months ago? John Morant said the same thing about the mental health. Oh, That's yeah. All we keep hearing is about mental health with these people. It's not. It's people being stupid. It's people being on social media. It's trying to become a star. I can't give you the answer on what she tried to do because, in my mind, I wouldn't be doing this. And but that's what. Kids, but these kids are different now. I don't understand the mentality of this new generation, but they have more access to stuff that we didn't have. And they're doing stupid and crazy stuff. Well, how about more access? Don't stop. We also could have said we got kidnapped and left a wig when, when we was her age or whatever. But, uh, there's, but we knew what these kids don't know. There's repercussions. There's well, consequences, dog. Here's the deal. Her attorney made this uh, announcement for her. So, which is fine. Attorneys do that all right, the that's time. That's what you're supposed to as a lawyer, right? But he still, now correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I read and heard is he still don't know why. Like, she haven't told her attorney on why she did this. Like, what was the whole, where where did this come from in your head? And what did you think was going to happen? Why, this, why did you do this? So, we still don't even know the why part. Like, you, you, don't, you don't think it's part of it because of social media? Because you want to become a star, you attention. want to become a name, attention. It's That's all, about all I attention. see. I don't see nothing That's else. It. Because guess what? When you got found and you was okay, then you get to go on Good Morning America, and then maybe Ricky Smiley want to talk to you, and then you could, and then people gonna want to. Now I can't remember. That's also an affliction. Uh, people that need attention like that. Um, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? People the, thrive the, off that. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. People want attention, whether it's good or bad. But that's the mental health. So if you have that syndrome or that problem, that is part of mental health. You have a condition where you need attention. But when I think of mental health, I think of the mental health that wasn't spoke of when I grew up in the house 
hold it. I lived in where it was bipolarism and chemical imbalances and dysfunction and all of that. And people had to go to school and act like nothing happened last That's night. Like I think of mental health and think about being a traumatized child growing up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I don't have a lot. I'm with you. I don't have a lot of empathy for people that's out here lying. Now, and, and do, you know, should you go to jail? Yeah, you yes. absolutely should. Something has to happen to where somebody else down the line sees that there's consequences for you. Don't actions. be like Carly. Exactly. Don't be like Carly. Because we thought you would be saying, don't be like Jesse Smollett. The Jesse Smollett, the same thing. He did, I mean, it's, I mean, he used race. As uh, yeah, his was out cold. Yeah. She did too. A well, white yeah. man with orange hair came and grabbed me, and then and then we wonder why, and fed me cheez -Its. These <laughs> and people wonder the why cheez -Its part. The <laughs> cheese is the detail. Yeah, yeah, the the detail. detail. <laughs> but then we got to figure out why when a white woman becomes missing, they go after. It's a search party. It's three or four days of it, but when a black woman, this is why you I'm know, saying, maybe you maybe shouldn't. it's not funny because white women lied in the 50s and 60s and said that black men whistled at them and they were hung and they were stripped of their private parts. So this just ain't funny to our nationality. No, like this ain't a thing that you fake, you know, and and I mean we 50. So we never, this was never, I did a lot. You know what I used to do? I used to call the operator and say, what you wearing? And hang up. Remember you could press zero? Oh, yeah. And the operator would. Yeah. So I was, I was prank calling the operator. And I remember one day, <laughs> I was calling the operator saying stupid stuff, making my brother laugh. And I remember the operator called back. And when the phone rang, we, you know, this is way before, uh, call waiting and there, when the phone rang, I was like, hello? She said, I know you in there playing games. I'm going to keep calling to your mama, your daddy get home. And I just remember being on the phone like this. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Like, I, and yeah, I stopped no. prank calling. And guess right. what? She's going to do some time and not community service. And she's going to stop prank calling. And, and I really wish and part of her community service is that she goes to those places where people have been kidnapped and they trying to get their life together. And the people that, uh, 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 you know, just got back from being, uh, what is that? Human traffic. Like, I hope she get to speak to some of them people because they wish, they wish to God somebody would have helped them. And That's sad. all I'm going to say. It's, it's sad because we all cared at the moment this happened. It I was did. Big. You didn't I didn't care? want, I didn't, I didn't even, I was like, won't suck me in. I'm not getting sucked in to nothing else on social media. One person does dot, 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 not going to suck me in and, and because, because have... now I don't have to feel bad. I already yeah. know I wasn't going to get caught up on the missing lady. Once I, once they said, I saw three or four posts. Then I saw the police say, well, here go her car on the highway. We don't see no kid. And she ain't getting like, and I was like, nope. Nope, nope, nope. The part, where, the part where I wasn't sucked in anymore is when she left her wig. You know, ain't no black woman leaving no wig. No, not Jack. For what? <laughs> exactly. As expensive as wigs is. Well, you know, you? if it was a kidnapping, if it was a kidnapping, think yeah. about it. If it was a kidnapping, you had to leave some stuff behind because you got to make did, it look it, like 
that you got kidnapped. Let me tell you something, Carly. She watched too much TV. You left your wig, your phone. First of all, your phone did you in, number one. Let's talk about the phone. Let's talk about (laughs) at least delete your history on your Google searches or something. (laughs) I mean, come on. You didn't think this out. But that's that's showing you she's not playing with a full deck right there. Which goes back to mental health. So you said it yourself. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You said it yourself. Now a court got to... Is she crazy? Is she not crazy? Who would leave a wig? Who would leave a phone? Why wouldn't you delete? So this is all. I'm just playing the angel's advocate, dog. I already know. I'm I'm just saying that a lawyer, a lawyer is going to say, my client was obviously going through something. Okay. Maybe she liked Cheez-Its a lot. Had an adventure. Maybe she watched too much TV. Who knows? But she obviously wasn't in her straight place because what person, jury, pulls over on the side of the road, makes up an invisible toddler, then said, like, so that's, I mean, the problem is the real crazy people not going to get the leeway no more. Right. And now you're going to have crazy people that should have been in a uh, facility for mentally impaired or something, and they just going to go to jail because ain't nobody got time for these Carlys and Jessies and ain't nobody got time for these liars. I'm just, let me tell you something. My mom, one time, Lenore, my brother had lied about something. And instead of whooping him again, because he was sick of whooping him, he was a liar. She got a Sharpie and she put L's all on his face. Mm-hmm. And she made him go outside and play. And before he, she, he went outside, she said, and you better not tell him you a leprechaun either. You a liar. <laughs> <laughs> she should have wrote liar all over his face and just be make it blatant. I like, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like, I, I, that's I, I, old school discipline right old, there. Come on, dog. Nineteen seventy. I wouldn't use ink. I wouldn't hey. use ink. I wouldn't use ink. I'll make you get a tattoo. If I'm the judge and she can beat this case. The only way she's going to beat it is oh, like a scarlet letter. A scarlet letter is going to be at the top of her head, head that says dumbass. So then you know what you're dealing with when you're talking to her. Just a I'm actually not hey, mad at that. But then what if she kill herself because the people laughing at her for calling her dad and blah, blah. You got to think that. You got to think well, it out. That. Are you going to believe that, Death? Are you going to believe that? She's going to be on you. some island. She's going to be on some island with Tupac and Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you said something right there. Message. Especially with with the Tupac piece, but I'm going to leave it right there. Let's move on. Let's move on before we cause some kind of controversy. (laughs) Let's go ahead and move on from that, man, before we cause some type of controversy. We don't don't want to disrupt none of that stuff, man. So uh, Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin says that the transfer portal, NIL, have made college football a disaster. Oh, you know I got something to say about this. We're going to get into that next, man. Let's go. I Hate the Homies podcast with yours truly, Rock Teasy, man. Available wherever you get your podcast. Brought to you by my friends at McDonald's, man. Featuring that double quarter pounder with cheese. Mm, mm, mm. Made when you order and worth pulling up for a grip. Talk to him, dog. Ooh, Rock, you already know that double quarter pounder with cheese is my lunchtime go-to. You understand me? It's, I already know it's going to keep me full. Plus, uh, the double quarter pounder with cheese just ain't a meal. It's a whole experience. You understand me? When you start looking at it, you go, I don't know which part to bite first. I start looking at the left side and the right side. And I know my double quarter pounder with cheese was made fresh because I can feel that heat 
coming through the bag. How about that? Now, Dave, you a real burger expert, homie. Yes, I am. Real burger experts know exactly what they're getting when they pull up to the McDonald's drive-thru. A double quarter pounder with cheese, buddy. Fellas, looking at that juicy double quarter pounder with cheese is almost as good as eating it. Rock, almost. Almost, dog. I'm right there with you. Almost. <laughs> so get a drip that's as fire as your drip when you order a double quarter pounder with cheese at McDonald's. Imagine like in professional sports, which again we are. So as far as it is with players, that you're coaching a player in camp and then they go, you know what? I don't like the way you're coaching me. I've graduated, so I'm going to go. I'm going to play for another team. Um, you know, and... Teams know that. I mean, people pre-portal and, um, you know, they know who's who's going in. They know who's graduated. So you're really dealing with that, too. And that messes kids up. I say, like, it's really challenging for a kid. He's working out with his team in the offseason, but then other schools are calling him about going there and him being fully invested when, hey, the strength coach yells at me or I don't like this, where I am on the depth chart and I can go. I can go. I can leave. You know, that's not really a good setup. Mm. All right. So from that perspective, I can see how coaches can be right, very from frustrated. A coach. Yeah, from yeah, a coach's yeah. perspective, I can see yeah, why yeah. they can be frustrated because those kids, they really, they kind of, it's already, a lot of them already kind of coming in hard-headed thinking that they all that, especially some of the top recruits. And it's hard to coach them sometimes. So when you add this NIL piece, and they got money now. They got these endorsements and everything. It's like, okay, you can't really tell me nothing because I'm I'm really on, I'm I'm up there right now. So from that perspective, I can understand the frustrations. But from the overall spectrum of NIL, the portal. Tell them what NIL stands for. Name, image, and likeness. So pretty much these kids are being recruited to these colleges and universities. But it's no longer just, hey, we like the way you play football. We're going to give you a full scholarship to pay for your education for the next four years of your life if you come play for us. And, oh, by the way, you're going to be our starting quarterback, you know. Okay, that's old school recruiting. Everything is cool. And then, of course, the kid gets excited about, yo, I got recruited by Nick Saban at Alabama. I want to go there and play. Now, if I'm Oklahoma State or if I'm SMU, or if I'm any other mid-level uh, college university that New may not. New Mexico Aztecs. You know what I'm saying? That got a huge <laughs> booster club. And when well, I say not, got a huge Not booster, New Mexico Aztecs. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but they got access. They may not have a huge booster, but they may have access to money coming in from somewhere that can help put money into this recruiters, into this athlete's pocket to come here. So that's what NIL is, man. They come get the scholarship, plus they get, oh, we're going to buy a car for you. We're going to make sure that you have, you know, $100,000 or $50,000 over the next, you know, whatever. But I'll make a long story short, these players are getting paid for their names. Straight up. And Finally. Life. Good. And in my opinion, and I've been saying from scratch. That's Griff with his uh with his fun little toy right there. But in my opinion, that I've been saying from day one is it's leveling the playing field across college football now. Right. So now, now no longer you have the the uh the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Michigans, the Notre Dames, and all the Oklahomas, all the top routine players that I mean team that you see in, in the top 10 every single year. You're gonna have some of these mid-major teams 
that's getting some of these top players is spreading the talent across this the country now. This is where Super Dave and I disagree with you. On oh, my God. Thank you. I'm yeah. all the way, blah, blah, all blah, the way blah, for blah. the NIL. But when you always say, you Thank know, you. now these Alabamas and, and, and Oklahomas is going to have to deal with Delaware states. No, they not. No, they and, don't. And Lane Kiffin, to, to, to what he said, you know, these kids are coming in now and what if they leave? But if you go to an Alabama, you're not going to leave. And if you go to an Alabama, you're going to get coached by Nick Saban. So really, Lane Kiffin need to check his own coaching. If Lane Kiffin got kids that's saying, I want to go somewhere to Purdue or to, or, or, or or somewhere else just because I don't like – that sounds like personal problems. But these real schools are getting the number one running back in the country, and he not leaving. And he going to get some money, and they still going to be Alabama. Keep thinking, you keep thinking Alabama is going to be bottom six. See, this is the problem I have. Who said it's that? Not, it's not, not bottom six in the like in the top six instead of in a top two or three. No, Alabama's still going to be in, in conversations of national championships because it's just, they just got a powerhouse of a of of, a, of a recruiting over there, and it's still Nick Saban. I'm not saying that, but but see, but, but people are leaving Alabama. So let me let me put that point. You're right. Yeah, you right. Ain't the starters leaving Alabama. It's the guys that's playing behind the starters that want their shot, and also make some money on the side, like what they're doing now. That's fine. I mean, you're gonna lose some guys. They've been doing that for a long time. But now these guys are getting paid. The the only problem I have now with, with what Lane said, what he said is true. College football is going somewhere. I don't think it's it's big right now. But it's going somewhere I don't think we really, we're really ready for. And it's their fault. It's coaches. It's NCAA. Because when they had a chance to pay these guys years ago. Decades they all, ago. They all turned their back. If you want to put it in football terms, they all punted on fourth down. They didn't want to deal with the issue. And now the NCAA has no control of this. Now, everybody can get paid. But what Lane, what Lane said it's hard to listen to him and go, okay, I, I'm listening to him going, okay, I believe you. Because it's the same guy that during the season, last season, was shopping around his, his himself to Auburn to get more money out of who? Out of Ole Miss. He wanted more money. Let me tell you so something. He's able to leave. He's able to do whatever he want to do. And now these kids are able to do the same thing and shop for more money. So he can't be saying what he's saying right now because he also they also lost five straight. Yeah, he sound he sounds super dis- like Lane a hypocrite. Grow up. He sound like a hypocrite. That's what he sounds right. like. But Lane is taking advantage of the portal and nil too. Oh, exactly. Exactly. You taking advantage of it too, dog? Yeah, he but is. I, but what he what he's mad about is, and it's also kind of what um what Nick Saban said. Remember we did we had the conversation last year when Nick Saban came out and said somebody a and mm-hmm. and brought Dion name up. It's about talking to your boosters because if you want to continue to win, we got to find a way to pay these players. And, and the Texas, boosters got money and they got long money and they been long, giving to the school and they boost. might as well. Yes. If this is going to help and our football team get better, now I'll pay it. And now it's legal. Now That's it's legal. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Come the NCAA can't police this thing. Look. They let it get out of control. But that's what they get, because guess what? Cam Newton, when he was at Auburn, could not sell a football jersey with his name on it. 
he could not sell a football jersey or he would have been kicked out of school. Let's How take, about this? Let's take it to NCAA basketball. Who are we talking about? The Fab Five. Yeah. Oh, Look how much right. money they could have made during that time. Look. They well, they made the it game. anyway. They just did. <laughs> well, they did it anyway. But you know, I'm saying legally, but I'm saying they changed the game. Yeah. They had guys wearing long shorts with the black socks. With the I black mean, socks. They, yes, they were the image of college basketball. Even Georgetown back in the day with Patrick Ewing and Alonzo Mourning. These guys would have been paid dearly. Most Listen, of these guys more money but that's what probably. the NCAA get, man. The NCAA yeah. makes six, seven billion dollars a year. And here's what a lot of people don't know: the NCAA is a nonprofit. Right. That means they been getting money as long as you could think of. Are you kidding me? I just found that out some years ago. Yeah. A nonprofit like a church, you not paying taxes. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see them getting any control because in different, in each, in different states, you can't do anything to these guys making money. You can't stop a kid just like us when we were going to college and we had jobs and making money. You can't tell a kid not to make any money. Come on, so, man! man. It's, 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 it. it's out of control, and they have no control over it. I, I don't see it changing the landscape right now. I still say when you look at. The, the polls this year, you still have Georgia, you still have Alabama. That's what we disagree. Oh, for right now. Come on, if this I mean, over the next and, and when did I say when I very first said this, well, coaching, man? Coaching Listen. still plays a part and because these guys will go to the next level too. Of course, of course, but it's still gonna level the playing field overall, man. Over the especially over the next three to five to, to years, man, and depending on how long this NIL thing work uh is active, but First of all, look, I love it. I'm, I'm glad that the players are starting to get paid for their for the name, image, and likeness. I'm glad that it's going to make college football even more competitive. I'm a big fan of Cinderella. I'm a big fan of other teams outside of the main ones every single year. Uh, trying to TCU get into the national championship last year, that was huge. Regardless if it was a mismatch or whatever, that was a great story, <laughs> and I love that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I think that's going to happen more often. did you love that score, though? Uh, of you, course. Did it's you like, love man, 35 to 3 at the it half? Showed the, it showed you who had the five stars or who had the three and two stars. For now. But this this NIL and portal is going to all spread out. Watch what I tell you. Every single year, we're going to have more TCUs coming in this doggone top 25. We Watch not what I tell you. rock. No, we, we not, not. Rock. No, man, we Squash not. all that bull crap, man. Y'all know what? Let's talk about Steph Curry, Why, why did you always go to that, bro? Because why? he know two against one, he hated. We no, be with him. We be with him that, until I'm he the one that's accurate. Colorado going to play Alabama in the I'm the one that's been accurate. I've been telling y'all, get ready. Get ready, y'all. This is about you to happen. You have been. You have been. And but I said that. Not the part you're talking about. I mean, all that we're saying is college football is going to be a disaster where it's heading. That's all. But I'm not agreeing with you on the part so, about it's going to change the landscape as far as leveling the playing field. No, watch it's not. what I tell you. Watch what I tell if you. If SMU get the number one quarterback in the country and they stole the court, they didn't steal it. If they got the quarterback from the transfer portal and he goes to SMU, you steal just SMU in your conference. That's exactly. it. Dog. Like you're going to be the best in your conference. That you don't mean we're talking about you can't, 126 Division One colleges, dog. Right. You can't just pick one school, bro. Just let it let it all plan out. Watch what I tell you. <laughs> let it all plan out. We're going to have, we, we have we another watch. conversation. Yeah, how many years? Tell us how many years? We got to hear this 
put this BS over the next how many I already, years? I already told you over the next three to five years. I didn't say that from day one. You have. And, and when would okay. Dion win? He's going to win at least five games this year. Is he going to beat TCU game one in Dallas? Gonna be, we're gonna find out. That's gonna be, I ain't gonna lie, bro. He ain't gonna pick it. He's gonna say, We're gonna find out. You, I ain't you gonna, I got, I got to do, I got to do a little more homework on TCU because they got a how they reload. They lost a lot of people, right? They yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So I ain't gonna be a fool like David and just talk out the side of my neck. I gotta go do a little homework and research. That's what he's been doing the last 10 minutes. Griff, that's what he's been doing the last 10 minutes. Let's talk about Steph Curry, man. You ain't saying nothing. You ain't saying not one Is that thing. me talking outside of my neck? <laughs> yeah, that's a real visual. Yeah. <laughs> so Steph Curry, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and David, whatever you call yourself, man, he's uh he put his like all-time NBA starting five list together, and he's not on it. He's not on it. So we're gonna talk about that next. Let's get into it. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. All right, Hold on, before you before you go over this list with Steph, I just want to speak as Super Dave. I don't think what you're doing with the NIL, Rocky, is I don't feel like it's just important to me. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe it's just I don't see the big picture because I'm small. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe the picture is so vast to me that I can only see a smidget yeah. of the... Okay, okay all right. That's right. So okay. pretty much Super Dave is so small, he can't see the big picture. Like, he, he don't have that big vision. <laughs> his, brain, his brain capacity can't handle it. But, Just uh, tell us Steph Curry's list. Hurry up. <laughs> all right, so his all-time NBA starting five is Shaquille O'Neal, Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, and Magic Johnson. Yes! Love it. LeBron James is not on this list, and he himself is not on this list. So you agree with this? Uh, that's a mean, that's a code, that's a nice, that, that'd be fun to play on 2K, that five right there. That'd be fun. I don't know who going, it's a lot of shooters, dog. <laughs> it's, it's a gang of shooters, dog, but that I'm not mad at that list at all, especially well, coming from Steph. It's very respectful. Magic Johnson as your point guard. All the point guards we've had through the history of the NBA, I'm just asking you guys. So I know what Steph put down. Are you putting Magic Johnson as number one? I think Steph is just saying, you know, six foot nine, six foot seven, whatever Magic was, the first one that tall to play point. Like, that was a big deal. Like, and his records, his championships, like, I mean, you know, coming from Michigan State, coming right, like, he turned the Lakers around. 
I, I think he I think he's thinking of the bigness. And then remember his daddy played, so he actually he ain't no stranger to the list. I don't hey, think there's any I don't think there's any question about Michael Jordan. You saying who would who would we pick at I love Mike at the two. Uh, but did he put Kobe at the three? He put Kobe's Kobe at, at the three. three instead of instead of Le- LeBron. And I like that because I think you got two when you look at Kobe and you look at Michael Jordan, you got two great defensive players and two assassins, two killers on the court. I like that. Guys that would be in competition on making the big defensive play down the court. I like and the Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan in the consistency, just the, the fundamental. That's just the, the you know who he was. Yep. <laughs> I think the only one I would change because you can go. You you've had a lot of great centers in the NBA. I mean, you could put Elijah. Who well, you gonna there. put there, Bill or Will? I'm gonna put Will because let me tell you, I just watched Will's. Did you watch Will's documentary yeah. on? And I'm, oh. I'm putting Will because of the hundred points, but also for the ten thousand women. That's all. That's <laughs> let me tell you something. Let, <laughs> let me tell you something, dog. Let me tell you something, dog. When I watched that documentary and y'all check it out on Showtime, it's called Goliath. Yeah. I didn't know he changed the NBA. I didn't know. I didn't know. I yeah. never knew. So I'm. Because we, I, wasn't, we wasn't around at that time. Right. Watching basketball. Right. And it, it, even the basketball on that time was what? Even when we start watching basketball, do you remember they used to take delayed basketball games? Yeah. Remember yep. that? Yep. We weren't watching yep. games live. That's so, funny. I know they it did. is funny. I just <laughs> thought about that. Like they really did. <laughs> but no, Wilt was the real deal. What I mean, about I you at center? I love Shaq, and Shaq is the most dominant guy we've seen in our time. But, but I they were just Wilt- saying Wilt before Shaq, and then everything that Wilt did, everything that he knew who he was. He knew his worth. He knew – and always remember, to me, sports don't count till black people play. Like, I don't care about Babe Ruth and all them playing out. I, do. I, I don't think – no sports should count till black people play because we changed it. We changed so, the game. So the way the Will came into a only white sport, only white sport, and did what he did is fascinating. Will we ever see anybody score 100 points again? I know Kobe and no. I think Kobe. Not in today's game. Not in today's game. Not in today's game. But I, I got I got two other players that I may slide into the into the to the start. Let line. me hear. Who, NIL? Uh, huh? NIL. Go, they got to go through the one. transfer portal. That Absolutely. was good, dog. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, man, I would probably put uh, – I love Shaq, bro, but I would probably put Kareem at center and then Elijah yeah. Juan at power forward. That's good. Uh, you I want like some. That. Oh, he won. Yeah, I already. Yeah, I like that game because he won his. He won his. 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 His slashers is what they call it in soccer. But you want your them them assassins and then the the two the more dream. assassins, pretty oh, much. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> two on, more man. big ones. I. I I'm had, not mad at that at all. I ain't Kareem, mad at that at all. Yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who had the sky hook, which was unblockable. You couldn't stop. Yeah, it. You couldn't block it. You couldn't block that shot. And then. The Juan, man, Olajuwon, man, arguably may be one of the top centers ever. Like, uh, arguably, because he he took he brought footwork. He brought oh, skills. His, his footwork is oh, he's his, still helping the guys and the, the big bro, guys in the league now. He brought the up and unders and and just the quickness from a from a from a center perspective, man. I mean, and he was African oh, to me. This brother is the first African. That we had saw for reals outside of 
Was the was the fullback for the Chiefs there yet? Elijah was before him, right? Uh, uh, oh, Christian Okoye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he uh, Hakeem Olajuwon was a. We ain't never said no names like that. We were saying Smiths and Browns and Jacksons our whole life. And Olajuwon was a, a mouthful. And Pause. I just remember the one time they played in the NBA Finals against the Orlando Magic and Shaquille O'Neal. And he he did numbers on Shaquille O'Neal. Even Shaquille said that during that time. Yeah. He wasn't ready for the dream. Dream was nasty. He really was. Come but on, I'm God. still putting Wilt. I'm still putting Wilt as my center. 10,000 <laughs> women. That ain't gonna change my mind. Hey man. <laughs> and all and listen, here go the cold part though. Will got the receipts. Will <laughs> got the receipts, dog. He it, this ain't just him saying I had all these women, all the pictures that they show. Three women here, four women here, three women here, two women here, four women here. I was like, come on, Will. Will was getting it in, boy. <laughs> there it is, man. All right, so uh, we're going to wrap up talking about the woman that went viral for uh, quitting her job and against her husband's will. All right, so uh, ladies, get ready to chime in on this one, man. We're going to talk about that next. This episode of I Hate the Homies is brought to you by McDonald's. You know how you can smell when your food's about to be good, good? That's me every time I pull out the Mickey D's drive-thru with a McCrispy sandwich. I mean, we're talking about two buttered buns stacked with pickles and crispy, juicy, tender chicken. Come on, man. And when that crispy chicken and the crispy pickle come together between two buttered buns, yeah, all is good. And the funny thing is that I don't think I've ever made it home from the drive-thru without taking a bite of that freshly prepared McCrispy sandwich because once I smell it, I got to have it right there in the car. I guess the word is out on that. So go get yours today. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. I'm not going to pay bills anymore. I don't want to do any of this anymore. What do you mean you're not going to pay bills anymore? I'm not paying any bills anymore. Like, are you hard of hearing? Like, so, I'm not doing it anymore. So you're not going to help me out anymore? Oh, why? Because that's your job. You're supposed to be paying all the bills in the first place. Why I gotta go work? Why I gotta get up at eight o'clock? Who house is this? It's our house, but you gonna pay all these bills. I'm not doing it by myself. I'm saying, so what's wrong with you working and helping? There's a lot wrong with it. Why I gotta do it? Wow. Why I gotta do it? You sit up here and act like you the man of the house. Okay, be the man of the house and pay all the bills. I'm not doing it. I am the man of the house. No, you're not. You're no, you're house. not. Not complaining like that. No, I'm not the man of the house. The man of the house telling you you need to. No, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing right here on my computer, and you go to work. What, what you doing on you the computer, y'all? You know how to keep, be doing, a man, doing, step up, and do what you need to do. That's right, what so, I hate. All right, so let me let me go. <laughs> I'm about to get mad. Y'all know I don't get mad too much. Okay, if she is running an online business, and if she is starting to make money as an entrepreneur with an online business and she feels like hey i'm going to leave my nine to five and put all of my energy into continuing to build my business because i'm, I'm all already, for that i'm, I'm, I'm all already for that. i'm exactly okay that's one thing but i don't think this is the case and then for her to talk 
down to her husband and to make him feel like he's not a man. Why don't you be a man and step up? Cause you lazy. Listen, listen, man. Wow. That, that that right there is it's like if I'm the man, if I'm the husband, I'm like, okay, you making your choice, deuces. And I and I'm and, and I'm 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 willing to fight tooth and nail for my marriage and for you know y'all know how I feel about my wife Crystal and, and right. How but if if she was to do that to me, man, and and, and that's her real true colors coming out. And maybe I didn't know. I'm like, wait a minute. Are you joking? But after all the smoke cleared and she's like, serious, serious. I'm like, man, well, maybe this is time for us to go our separate ways because, you know, I don't mind you not working. But the disrespect, if, I yeah, mind a lot. Yeah, that's the part. Because, if, because I hold, if I can hold it down and I'm and I'm if I'm making enough money for our family to be comfortable, all the bills are paid and we're not, you know, living check to check and all that. Go, man, yeah. I, you know, you do your thing, whatever. I got it. It's all good. But, but if, uh, it, let's I, be real. He didn't sound like he's making it. He, exactly. It sounds like he's like, listen, <laughs> we got to do this. Real. <laughs> <laughs> they was like, so you know, I got a, I got a problem with that, man. Yeah. Well, uh, Rock, I know you got a dip, dog. Uh, handle your business. Me and Super Dave got the rest. Y'all held it down for me all the time, man. We will holler at you, partner. Deuces, nil, baby. Let's go. Of course he would. Right. If you So, Super Dave, just me and you, dog. This, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it real with my house. Ain't no sensitivity over this. That's what rock is. I make money. I do good with money. I'm an entrepreneur. I got a radio job. I got a lot of stuff going on. But you're going to work. That's You're going to. I don't know if it's the old school in me, if it's the, but I'm not going to work all hard and go all hard. And you, you at the house smoking cigarettes or black and miles or that's with the pool guy. Like it's I, you make the chances of getting cheated on less. If you got a job, <laughs> that's, you that's what me? I'm looking at. You at the crib, you and the neighbors, Having drink mimosas at 11 a.m. while I'm on the man, no. go do something, go do something for a couple days, pay for some Wi Fi. It's $80. Uh, pay for some Wi Fi, uh, get some laundry detergent. Don't ask me for some soap. Like, I, you know, buy me a gift every now and then with and not in my money. That's what I'm well, screaming. If we're supposed to be in this marriage together, right? We our bills are together. We pay those bills together. We have money in a joint account together. Everything wants to be together unless until you want to be on your own. <laughs> till you, you want to be separate. Want to be separate there. And everything about and everything she brings up is about me being a man. I've been a man. I, I don't care how much money I could possibly make. I still want her to do something because it's going to help her. What you gonna be doing just sitting at home and then bored? You remember the episode of, of, of Martin where Gina lost her job and then Martin came home from work. And she, and she was just on the couch watching TV. Watching, watching, watching TV. <laughs> and then she got off in his face saying, What do you do today? Huh? She's going all crazy because she needs something to do. And I want to make sure she has something to do. I don't care if you work from home, but as long as you're bringing in a paycheck, 
from home. Wi-Fi, eighty dollars, dog. That's all. You understand me? You want all this stuff on Amazon? Go get it. But the the way (laughs) disrespected him. Yeah, whatever that was. Because guess what? If I don't have a job, I'm still a man. So check yourself on that. If I, if yeah, if I'm, I'm a man first. A real man to tell you, uh, you no longer welcome here. How about that? Uh, but a sorry man would bust you in the mouth and drag you all up and down the house. You understand me? I'm not condoning that in no kind of way. I hate no. it. Those dudes should go to jail. But women must watch what they say to dudes because of mental uh, mental health. And yeah. guess what? Uh, My no, trauma is not your trauma. And when you get older, you just live through trauma. Some people don't like to get talked to like that. I was at a comedy show in Vicksburg, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and the, the one of the comedians was clowning a host, and the host was a pastor. These dudes almost start fighting because the dude told him to shut up. But I said, yeah. at the at the church comedy show, like yeah. what's no. what's happening? No. But you yeah. don't want to be you don't want to be talked down to, and especially by anybody. But then no, you're talking about by your anybody. Wife, your wife, the person you live with, the person, the person you still have something together with, your teammate. That's who. That's what your wife is. But she's telling you what you're not about, and about becoming a man. I'm already a man. But if you're gonna say that stuff, kind of, if you're gonna say that kind of stuff, if you're gonna too, say it casually, yeah. when was I, I man? Imagine, when I, I bought you, a, when I bought you jewelry, was I man yeah. then? When I got you a car, was I man? Was I, I man when we went on vacation? Yes. But because you don't think, because you are lazy, because you got lazy tendencies, now I'm not a man? Wow. Because my, my first thing would be, you lazy B. You know what I really <laughs> want to say? You lazy B. Get your you lazy, beautiful woman. That's what you really want to say. that be as beautiful. I can tell you that now. At the way she talked to me. You lazy bride of mine. That's what he <laughs> <laughs> You get your ass up and go out there and work because we have bills to pay. And if we want to keep food on the table, keep our family happy, both of us have to do it. Yeah. Both of us, no matter what. I'm with you. Now I can see Rock, he ain't here right now, but you know Rock is that Ralph Trans man, that sensitivity. I can well, see the, he, yeah, here go, here go, here go, here go, Ralph. Uh, here go, Ralph. Well, you know, guys, Super Dave, Griff, all I know, you know me and my wife from the Perfect Pair podcast. <laughs> you know, we just work differently. And <laughs> if my wife ever came like that, I would say, wait a minute, babe. We need the tongue kiss before <laughs> this turns into anything else. <laughs> you got him. You got him. And he looked down on us because we're two brothers. Yeah, we're we, real. They don't want it. Some people, ladies and gentlemen, here go the bottom line. This And this is the bottom line. Uh, you knew I was a real one when you got with me. Exactly. Why would that change? Why would that? You understand? Why would that change? Now, when I make the money, when I'm wealthy, do you have to work then? No, but at least I know that you did work. 
At least, at least I know you can work. <laughs> would, you, would you want her doing something? Just something because. But you got to do know. something before you get in trouble, like a kid. Exactly. Thank you. Like That's a kid in the summertime, you got to put them in a camp. You got them, or maybe they start gang banging or breaking in the houses. Or you got to do something. So it ain't for me. I didn't know where you were going with that gang banging. I didn't know where you were going with that. No, you know how kids just get in trouble. Hey, Ryan, with his dog, we going. Just go do something real quick. Like you gotta, to me, you gotta, you gotta, and then do something that you love. So it ain't a job. Jeez. And the one thing I really do hate, and it, it brings us back to the point of who do we talk about at the beginning of the show? Carly, Carly Russell. Uh, the whole thing of why would you put it on social media? I don't know if he did it or she did it, but some things we gotta learn how to keep private. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's but Carly Russell wanted everybody to know I mean, she, she was wanted, I'm just saying, she was but, found. But I'm just saying social media. This is another it's another situation where everybody wants to be a star. I don't know if this really is true or not. Yeah, we don't know if it's a planet or a skit, but I ain't listened to the whole thing. It looked like it was long, and that, that, yeah. I heard enough. Yes, I heard enough, too. But the whole thing is, please, Black people, people in general, we don't need everything on social People media. People in general. Please don't put everything on social media. I don't need to know about your life. I really don't. Griff keeps his stuff private. I keep my stuff, uh, stuff private. I don't want my stuff out Well, there. we all know one thing. I will <laughs> put my foot on my wife's neck. Uh, I do you, Griff. <laughs> you might not know a lot of it about me, but you can catch a size nine Right here. Hey, hold on. What? Ten and a half. What are you talking about? Nine. <laughs> Ten and a half. Nine. Same thing. The footprint <laughs> is a footprint. Doug, when we come back, I had a chance to interview uh, Byron Motley, the executive producer of the new film, The League, all League. about Negro baseball. You're going to love it. This episode of I Hate the Homies is brought to you by McDonald's. You know how you can smell when your food's about to be good, good. That's me every time I pull out the Mickey D's drive-thru with a McCrispy sandwich. I mean, we're talking about two buttered buns stacked with pickles and crispy, juicy, tender chicken. Come on, man. And when that crispy chicken and the crispy pickle come together between two buttered buns, yeah, all is good. And the funny thing is that I don't think I've ever made it home from the drive-thru without taking a bite of that freshly prepared McCrispy sandwich because once I smell it, I got to have it right there in the car. I guess the word is out on that. So go get yours today. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Okay, guys, I told you I had the brainchild of the league on with us today. Now, um, if you know anything about about Negro League baseball, then get all that out your mind because you need to see the league. How about that? The Negro League changing the game, transforming America. And on the phone right now, I have my guy Byron. Byron, they said it ain't no movie if it ain't no you. That's right. You got that right. You know it. Now, now, now. <laughs> at, least, at least 
at least my father anyway. <laughs> right. I, just tell, I just tell the story. <laughs> so you actually um, had a chance to pick the director and you teamed up with Quest. And, and, and so tell me how this movie came about. Well, it actually came about, came about about 24 years ago when I first started doing my interviews with f- former players who played in the Negro Leagues uh, and my father also, who was the last living umpire in the Negro Leagues. So it began with that process of um, going through that whole ordeal of sitting with these players and traveling around the country, their homes and different places to interview them. And uh, so that led to... 24 years of working on this documentary and um, got Sam Pollard involved about 10 years ago. He was, he mm. said, yes, I want to do that. I want to do this. And uh, we just need to find the producing partners to have the money to pay for it, which we found. And um, Questlove became involved through um, a friend of mine, Nina Dobrev, who's an actress. You may, some people may know who she is. I know She's exactly who that of, is. Yeah. So she and I were working on a project together and she was at a party and Questlove was there. And she went up and told me about me and mentioned I was working on a documentary about the Negro Leagues. And she said, it's a project you might be interested in. And he says, I don't know anything about the Negro Leagues or baseball. She says, well, you need to learn it. And you need to meet this guy and hear the story. And so she actually got him involved and became a um, producer in the project as well. And that's how Questlove became involved. That's how Sam and Questlove got involved uh, okay. in this project. L- let's put a pin. You you you've been answering that question for a long time, but I want to I want to stop. So your father was the last living umpire from the Negro Baseball League. That is correct. He umpired in that league for about ten or eleven years. So. Byron, you heard it all. You heard all the stories. All of it. Wait, I mean, all of them. wow. Yeah, yeah. That's what I saw the documentary done 20-some years ago by Ken Burns. Yes. The one-hour, yes. a, great, a great documentary. Yep. But there was one, only one hour about the Negro Leagues, and I sat there at my TV thinking, that was good. Those are not the stories I heard growing up as a child. That's How just not, about that? Yeah. That, didn't, that didn't cut the mustard. That didn't cut the, cut the mustard. And I'd never made a film before. Never thought about doing a film. I, I barely see movies. <laughs> and I was having a conversation with a friend of mine right after sitting the Kim Burns piece and told him, told him my feelings and some of my father's stories. And he was a filmmaker himself at the time. and worked with Oprah and some other people. And he says, you know, this is a great project. He says, but it's not for me. It's not for me to do. This is your project. He says, you do it. You tell the story. Wow. And I was like, what? I said, what? I said, this man is nuts. He's like, he lost his mind. I don't know anything about telling us a story <laughs> about, about, you know, this. And uh, lo and behold, I got the inspiration to do it. And thank God to my late friend, Jane Davis, who put it in my brain to to get started doing it and it took me two years to get to that point to say okay yeah i think i think i can do this i think yeah let me do this let me and let me just, the pro- let me just tell you as a cineophile as somebody who regularly goes to the movies as my family my oldest is 32 my baby is 16 and in our family mm. we don't leave 
the movie theater until it says no animals were hurt in this project. We we, <laughs> we respect every single person yeah. who put in to make the movie. I'm an actor. Yeah. I do like is so I just want to tell you as I watched it and I mm-hmm. love documentaries, but I love facts. Um, Mm -hmm. It was everything that I needed. Like, it was, you know, I'm 51. Here, I've heard about these people and Satchel Paige. I didn't know Satchel Paige played for the other team that played for the... Like, Mm -hmm. it was... I mean, your movie is something that should be in not just African-American school... Oh, uh, absolutely. ...the scholastic system, but it is something that we really need to put in the front... Man, what a great in-depth... I, here, let me just ask you. Let's stop talking about the movie. Tell me <laughs> one of your dad's favorite stories, and I'm sure he had them all. Uh, he had a bunch of them. I think the favorite one and the funniest one of all is the you know, Buckle Mill, the great player in the Negro Leagues and manager of the team, and he was you know, he was a Hall of Famer now. He's everybody's favorite person that they've met recently from the, from the leagues who just passed away a few years ago. But my father was umpiring a game with Buck, and um, my father made a call. Buck didn't agree. Had a big argument about it on the field, and my father, being you know, kind of hard-headed, he was like, "I'm not taking this crap from this man." Exactly. Threw him out of the game. Yeah, threw him out of the game because when the, people forget the umpires. No, they control the game. The whole period. thing. The whole thing. Absolutely. The they can whole throw thing. out a player. They can throw out a coach. It, it, yeah. they could, he threw out. He threw, my father threw out an entire team, <laughs> and, and and sent them sent them into the locker room and told the told, told the the manager, "Go get them as you need them. I want to see them out in the field. Go get them as you need him. Need Ooh. them." He was tough. He didn't play. He didn't play with them. So anyway, he threw Buck out of this game and. Uh, I asked what, what what the reason was. My father says, well, Buck said the, the magic word. And so I asked Buck, I said, what did you say? He said, well, I called him a blind such and such. And that, so my father threw him out of the game. That was the only time in Buck's 70 some years in baseball, the only time managing, coaching, uh, being a uh, uh major league baseball coach the only time in his 70 some years in baseball he was thrown out of a baseball game wow. my father did that that night they get to the hotel and they're my father's traveling with the team with the monarchs get to the hotel my father realizes oh shit i don't have a place to stay yeah so he goes up to buck and says buck you know i don't i don't have a place to stay and buck says well, stay in my room motley this is the same day he threw him out of the game Oh yeah, that camaraderie sleep, was special. The camaraderie, and they had to sleep in the same bed together that night. <laughs> oh, that's a <laughs> only, oh. only only one room, one little small room, and uh, my father so he walked to the room and said, "Oh my God, it's only one bed in this room." They had to sleep butt to butt in the in the in the bed that night, and they never spoke about that the whole entire event until years later. When I started working in my interviews, I, I heard the story. It's like, oh my God. I asked my father about this one. Like, he hadn't, hadn't mentioned that story. And Buck never talked about it until I interviewed him and asked him about that story. 
That so, is, yeah, that yeah, is it's fun. It's and I know you know stories like that because I want people that's listening right now, just imagine that your father was an umpire in the major leagues. So here he sees yeah. all the Yankees and all the, and Otani yeah. and he gets to see, you know, Kurt Schilling and Roger Clemens. So he got the best yeah. stories, but here yeah. is a league that history has literally tried to whitewash. And if it wasn't mm-hmm. for your film, Byron, like this film is, and, 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 I I became a base, a huge baseball fan, huge. I, I wasn't into baseball like that. I moved to Atlanta in 98, in November of 98, and I'm, I'm in charge of having to do the sports for the Atlanta Braves. And in the, oh, in the dugout is Greg Maddox and John Smoltz. And, I mean, yeah. they, it, they are a whole problem. And it made me respect baseball. And I wanted to learn more about it. And I remember it was a time, maybe the late 90s, early 90s, Mm. that everybody was wearing um, the old Negro baseball stuff. You know? Oh, yeah. It was a a crazy time. And then even from that time, we only knew a little bit uh, for them Mm -hmm. to merchandise to us. But if somebody's watching this film, Byron, what do you want them to take away from? Uh, you kind of said it earlier, um, to learn more about this um, history for yourselves. Don't just trust the film. The film is one part. There's other stories out there. So study these other players. Study the players you don't hear about. Study these different teams around the country. Study who, who these owners were of these teams who were phenomenal people. So it's learning more about the evidence that you see in front of you, because there's there's a lot more in this story. Um, there are stories I don't even know of. There are stories that will never be told because people are gone now. So all the historians you see talking in the film, you know, they're hearing the stories because they've heard the story from other people. But the real stories of the Negro Leagues are the ones who are all gone now. I think there may be one or two players left. Yeah. Not many. And if you know any of them, if you live in the same community with them, same city or even nearby, you know, they're, go visit them and just talk to them for five minutes and just so you can see them and touch them and shake their hands and say thank you. Because that's, that meant a whole, meant a whole lot to these, these guys that I, that I met and, and, and women and the one woman who played in the Negro Leagues as well, Tony Stone, uh, no, sorry, Connie Morgan, Peanut Johnson. Um, yeah, they, you know, they were honored. They, I was honoring them. They were honored by that. They thought it was just amazing. I would take time to sit with them and talk with them and, and hear their stories. So I think that's with anything, with any you know, with any historical kind of person that you may know of, even in your family, it could be your grandfather who was one of the first teachers out of college. I don't know any yeah. anything. You know, yeah. you know, hear the hear hear those stories. They're 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 enlightening. You learn a lot about who they are, what they've done, and what you what you do and what you can do. So that's what the Negro Leagues has really meant for me and, and to be on this journey with these people I've met through the years. It's been it's been incredible. Let, incredible. And to call them friends and family and it's, it's been amazing. Let me let me just say as a father of three boys uh, the the legacy that you're leaving for your for your your pops man 
is is yeah. something special. The name of the movie is called The League. On the phone right now is Byron Motley. It's no movie without his dad. Byron, thank you so much for being on I Hate the Homies, man. I want everybody to go figure out how they can watch and sit and, and download and go see. And, man, thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. It's somewhere on your TV right now. It's streaming everywhere. So somewhere on your TV, it's showing. So you have no excuse not to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Byron, I appreciate you for being on I Hate the Homies. Um, have an amazing day. Wasn't that interesting, dog? That's a... That that dude broke it down in a way I just never heard before. It's, it's, it, but it kind of reminds me of what you said earlier in the show. A sport doesn't become a sport until what? Until black people Until black people play, man. Let me tell you I'm something. Telling you, what you said is true. I just Look, feel hey, that in my soul. Like, yes, baseball before Jackie Robinson just wasn't baseball. But they, was, stole, they stole things from the Negro League and put it in their game. They oh did yeah, the, when, when like when he was telling me about the when I saw that a dude had a, a pitch that was so crazy that and ended up being the screwball uh -huh. that the white league was like the the whole thing with the Negro League they just wanted to go to Major League Baseball they just wanted to go to yeah. the you know what I'm saying and and the white people would get them close by saying hey teach us how to throw that screwball yes and you think you're gonna make the team because oh man they asked me but then they just used you. And they don't they give you no money. The name came from the screwball name came from. That's why our wives just kept screwing us over huh. and taking our balls. Screwball. Sir. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of our Nate Newton, number 61. <laughs> he felt so good about that. <laughs> Look at him right there. Uh, Rock Teasy is his name. My name is Criff, and I actually. Hate the homie right there. Uh, we will go ahead, Super Dave. And it's your boy, Super Dave. Why you gotta roll your eyes, man? I thought that was funny. I'm not a comedian. I'm not a comedian, but I thought I laid that out there for you. I feel like a Negro from the Negro Leagues now. <laughs> well, they felt proud, so you don't feel like one. <laughs> uh, I'm Griff. That's Super Dave. Rock T. Uh, I hate the homies. We'll see y'all next episode. Ray Duggar. <laughs> I hate the homies. <laughs>